Hey, hey, it's time for another bonus episode. Today, we're talking all about LinkedIn. Welcome to Manufacturing Happy Hour, the podcast where we get real about the latest trends and technologies impacting modern manufacturers. Manufacturing Happy Each week, we interview industry experts that are at the top of their craft and give you the tools, tactics, and strategies you need to take your career and your business to the next level. And now your host, Chris Lukey. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for joining. This week's episode, we're going to be going over four tips for LinkedIn for manufacturers. This is a bonus episode, no interview this week. I'm going to be coming at you solo. And the reason being is I was recently on another podcast called The Manufacturing Executive. It's hosted by Joe Sullivan over at Gorilla76. Some of you might remember him from episode 24. He's a master marketer in this space, runs his own digital marketing agency. And uh, the podcast he's been doing is fantastic. If you like Manufacturing Happy Hour, definitely check out The Manufacturing Executive. But funny enough, I was just on his show probably a couple months ago now, and we did an episode titled Thinking Like a Marketer, Reimagining the Sales Mindset. And in that episode, I shared a little bit about my story. Some of you are probably familiar with that, where Manufacturing Happy Hour started within Rockwell Automation when I was there as an opportunity to amplify my sales efforts. So I was really going over some strategies for salespeople in the industrial space and what they can do to leverage marketing tactics like newsletters and things like that to grow their mind share with their clients, their account packages, whatever it may be. And to be honest, a lot of that episode centered around LinkedIn. And I think that's important to bring up because the reality is LinkedIn is important to manufacturing, not just because of a sales standpoint or for marketers or for the people that are customer facing, but really LinkedIn has kind of turned into the cool professional happy hour that takes place after like a trade show. You know, it used to be the spot where basically people thought it was like putting your resume online, but really it's become so much more. It's a more casual social network now, but still maintaining that professional mindset. So it's a great brand builder to share who you are and what you do. It's great for building relationships. I mean, there's no doubt there's definitely a sales focus to LinkedIn. If you're in sales, if you're, you know, you should probably be listening to this episode, but nevertheless, I'm going to double down on one of my last comments. It's not just a sales tool. Manufacturing is all over LinkedIn. For example, in the control space, you can see folks posting pictures of their control panels, talking about the hardware and the firmware and all the little details about that what went into it. So there's a lot of good discussion there taking place, whether you are in the field as an engineer, whether you're out there in the field as a salesperson, you can get a lot out of LinkedIn. So I wanted to share four of my favorite tips for manufacturers in hopes that this will help you out in your career or in terms of your online presence in some way, shape, or form. So we're going to start off with the most basic thing for LinkedIn, and that is connect with your existing contacts or your existing clients. Now, if you've been using LinkedIn for a while and you're more of an intermediate or an advanced user, you already know this. But if you're kind of just getting started with it, this is the easiest place to start because it's a great place to meet new people. But I think one of the easiest things you can do on the platform is add value to your existing network. So 
Go on LinkedIn, look for people, let's say, I'm going to talk about this from a sales mindset, look for people within your existing client base and connect with them. Look at the things that they're doing. Are they sharing content about their business, about the things that they do in engineering, in leadership? What is important to them? And that's, that's uh, I'm going to be meta here. It's important to keep that in mind because really you want to be doing a more of a you-centered approach to LinkedIn rather than an I-I-I-centric approach to LinkedIn. So once you get on LinkedIn, first step, connect with people in your existing network, people that you serve out in the field. Second thing I'm going to say is this is where we start getting into the meat of it. And even if you've been using LinkedIn for a while, you're going to want to listen to this one. It's all about sharing worthwhile content. Now, I'm pretty cheeky on Twitter sometimes. I've said, you know, sharing your company's next webinar is not a social media strategy. You know, when I say worthwhile content, while webinars can be helpful, you know, a lot of people are only sharing links to webinars. A lot of people are only sharing the latest product updates from their company, the latest machines that their companies have built. And I'll be honest, this is kind of nonsensical and totally obnoxious because if you, I, I've, I literally see people put product numbers on there, like the NX4 wrapper or packager or whatever it is. You know, at the end of the day, that's important to know, I guess, that you came out with something good. But if there's no context around it, if you haven't been adding value about what else you do to serve the industry before putting that ask out there, before saying, hey, come to my webinar before saying, hey, buy my product, You're gonna. it's going to be a challenge to get people to resonate with that and to listen to you. The biggest thing is start shifting your strategy from an, a me, me, me mindset to a you, you, you mindset. Now, how do you do this when it comes to sharing worthwhile content like we're talking about right now? Well, I've talked to a number of people on their LinkedIn strategies and everyone, it, it gravitates around a common three types of content. Now, I'm going to share mine. There are different synonyms for these, but it's about creating content that either educates, celebrates, or entertains. And these different contents, the different type of content can be, you know, one or two or all three of those, depending on what you post. But let me give you some more detail just so I'm, I'm putting some additional information around this. So when it comes to putting out content that educates, I'm going to give an example here. A lot of people might put, I was talking about posting a update that someone's just come out with a new machine. Rather than saying you have a new machine that's going to get someone X much more productivity, why not put out a post that's like a quick three bullet points that's like, hey, when I work with manufacturers that are trying to optimize their OEE, their overall equipment effectiveness, here are three of the challenges that I see them run into. Challenge number one, challenge number two, challenge number three. What are you seeing? So you've done two things there if you post in this way. One, you're creating value. You're talking about a co some common challenges that you're, you're educating your audience on rather than saying, hey, come to this webinar. We're going to talk about optimizing your production. This is something where it really puts it in context of things you're seeing, of real information. And then the second thing it does is it starts a discussion afterwards. You're sharing your perspectives. You're not saying you're the ultimate authority on this. People will start to gather that you know something about OEE if this is the type of content you're sharing. But it gives them an opportunity to participate in the conversation as well. So that's an example of content that educates. Second thing is to celebrate. And I'll 
give a personal example here. This is largely what I do with podcast content when I share it on LinkedIn. Many people will post a link to their latest episode saying, hey, come, you know, jump on Spotify, jump on iTunes, listen to the latest episode that we just put out. And that's really redirecting someone's attention away from the platform that they're on. If you think about how you normally behave on LinkedIn, chances are you're, you might be procrastinating. You're probably just scrolling down and you're waiting to see something interesting. Rather than say, hey, check out the latest episode, I'd rather celebrate my guest that I've had on the show. For example, I'm going to be doing a post about Lisa Ryan, episode 31, a great speaker in the manufacturing industry. I'd rather write a quick paragraph about her talking about all the great things she does for manufacturers and kind of at the end say, oh, by the way, you can hear more about her story on episode 31 rather than just making that cold, hard ask saying, hey, tune into my podcast. Anyway, so that's an example of celebrating. Celebrate your customers, celebrate your clients, celebrate your team members. Lots of different ways to do this one. And I will say having a graphic to go with this one or a picture is often a great strategy as well. So we've covered educate, we've covered celebrate, entertain is the last one. And I was just given the example of scrolling a feed. Uh, your goal is to interrupt what someone is doing in a positive way to get them to engage with your content. Let's get real. There's a lot of entertaining content out there. We're talking about LinkedIn today, but gosh, when you're talking about Instagram, there's a lot of good stuff on there, a lot of funny memes that you know, you're know you going to want to engage with as well. So you got to think, what's going to get someone's attention? What's going to get them to stop and listen to what I'm saying? So entertain is my way of saying create contents that engage that's engaging but i feel like engaging is a bit of an overused term so i want i want you to think more of you know what are your hobbies what are the things that you love what makes you stop is it roller coasters is it guitar is it you know star wars whatever it may be you know you're trying to do you're trying to create something that's entertaining so in the context of manufacturing in the context of linkedin there are a couple ways you can do this. I often think of, you know, memes are a big thing in popular culture right now. I just mentioned them a second ago. And there are a lot of niche memes within industries. In fact, there is a great Instagram account called Out of Controls, Out dot of dot controls. That's all industrial automation memes. This guy has 60. Uh, not 60, I'm sorry, 6,000 something followers. And, you know, if you're in this industry, that content's hilarious at the end of the day. So think about things that will get someone to pause what they're doing on LinkedIn to look at your content for a little bit. Now, if you can find a way to do something that's educational, that celebrates someone in your network, a customer, and then it's also entertaining, more power to you. That's a killer combo out there. But to summarize, when it comes to sharing worthwhile content, it's not about blindly posting webinars or product updates. It's about sharing content that's educational, celebratory, or entertaining. Now let's move on to number three. This is for really when it comes to connecting with new individuals. My third point is don't pitch flatter. Now, going back to some of the things I've said recently in this episode, a lot of the content you see on LinkedIn is I, I, I versus you, you, you. A very quick way to differentiate yourself when you're connecting with someone new, say a prospect or 
someone you'd like in your network, say something nice about them. Don't go after someone by saying, hey, I noticed that you are also in the food and beverage industry. We just came out with this new machine. Stop it right there. You don't want to pitch someone the second that you're meeting them. You don't do that in the real world. Why in the world would you do that on LinkedIn? So I've always found a quick way to do it is uh, I utilize a tool called LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Again, this is I shouldn't say again, this is the first time I'm bringing it up in this episode, but Sales Navigator is a tool within LinkedIn that ultimately gives you visibility into the list of people that you'd like to be working with or like to be connected with. You can connect with 1,500 prospects using this tool, and it'll tell you when they post something. Now, I go on LinkedIn every morning and look at Sales Navigator because it allows me to connect with people on LinkedIn on their terms. I've mentioned multiple times that people are always posting content about themselves. So honestly, it's really easy to look at it and figure out something nice to say about someone or say something about someone that really caters to the things they're interested in. When I see someone post a product update or post a new machine, that's my, I mean, that's an easy layup right there. I'll go in, shoot a connection request, you know, send a message that says, hey, so-and-so, love that new machine you just came out. I'm also in the packaging space. I'm also in the semiconductor space, whatever it is. Use that as your context. Then say, would love to connect with you and catch more of your content. You don't want to pitch him the first time you meet him or her. You know, you want to build that relationship. This is your way in the door. So when it comes to connecting with new individuals, meet them on their terms. Don't pitch, flatter them when you're trying to make that connection. All right, we're almost done. We are on number four. And number four is timely content is better than perfect content. Now, with this tip, I'm largely speaking to the big corporations, the big companies, people with the mentality that think you have to have this really polished piece of content or this really beautiful video that you need to share in order for it to be good content. That is far from the truth. The best thing you can do is get content out when it's important, when it's important to your customer, when it's important to the people in your network. And I'm going to give a perfect example. Like you don't need to overcomplicate these things. In fact, you probably have the tools that you need to do this. You could honestly just write a quick post, but I'll give an example. So a couple months ago, right before the Super Bowl, it was Super Bowl weekend 2021, there was a cybersecurity attack on a water plant in Oldsmar, Florida. Now, nothing nothing bad ultimately happened in this scenario. The hacker was able to get into their system, but he didn't do anything to disrupt it. Um, Ultimately, this individual was trying to cause cause harm. He was trying to increase the levels of, I think, sodium hydroxide or sodium chloride. I apologize. Um, Not sodium chloride. Um, (laughs) Anyway, not a chemistry episode. Moving on. He was trying to increase one of the chemicals to a dangerous level. Um, This individual did not succeed in doing that, as I said, but when that came out, I saw everyone in my network sharing the news article saying, you know, so-and-so, you know, tried hacking into this water plant in Florida. It's important to have a cybersecurity strategy. No doubt that's important, but while everyone was doing that, one of my buddies and I got together and we jumped on Zoom and we were like, hey, we're seeing all these people posting 
just links basically to a news article saying there was a cyber attack. Why don't we do something different? Let's just shoot a quick video. We'll just record it on Zoom together talking about three things that you can do to prevent a cyber attack happening to your facility. We gave three proactive tips that was so much more effective than just blindly sharing an article. I shouldn't say blindly, but just kind of uh, loosely or ad hocly or non-passionately, you know, sharing an article about a news event that occurred online. It's a really easy way to differentiate you. And like I said, didn't take long for us to do that. We jumped on Zoom. We recorded it. I put it in a tool that allowed us to put some captions and a headline on it. And we released it from there. Content gold. So last thing I'm going to say, my last tip for LinkedIn is timely content is better than perfect content. So that's it for the list. Let's do just a quick recap. So if you've been following along, number one, start with the basics. Connect with your clients and existing network. Number two, share worthwhile content. Focus on your audience, the the people in your network, the uh, people you'd like to be working with. Don't do I, 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 do you, you, you. And there are three great ways to do this. It's educate, celebrate, and entertain. If you can make your content that, you stand a good chance of engaging people on LinkedIn. So that was number two, share worthwhile content. Number three, don't pitch flatter. This is for when you're connecting with new people, new prospects, new people that you'd like in your network. Then finally, we just talked about number four, timely content is better than perfect content. So now that I've been drilling that into your head, I feel like I've repeated everything I've said like three times in this episode. So if it was a lot, I'm sorry, I apologize. But fortunately for you, this episode's about to come to an end. So my call to action for you, if you've been listening this week, if you've been enjoying this, or if you have some thoughts on your own, whether you agree or disagree, I'd love to hear what you would add or you know what, what, what you would add to this list or what else you think is a strategy that has worked for you. Shoot me a note over on Twitter. You can get there by going to MFG Happy Hour. That's our Twitter handle. It's also our Instagram handle. Just shoot me a quick uh, quick message over there. I'm, or I'm sorry, post, post, and tag so that way uh, everyone can see it because we'd love to get this conversation going about what is working for you as a manufacturer on LinkedIn. So hope to see you over on Twitter, MFG Happy Hour. Before we wrap up, as always, want to thank our sponsors for the show. We've got three sponsors for the show right now. These companies are all fantastic. First and foremost, we're going to give it to our premier sponsor, Steam Chain, who is the machine-as-a-service company doing a lot of things to help end users confidently invest in new technology, as well as helping OEMs create annuity business models and sell their equipment as a service rather than as a capital asset. A lot of good things there. If you want to learn more about them, head on back to episode five or check them out at steamchain.io. Next up in our sponsor list is Gen Alpha. Gen Alpha is one of the best e-commerce platforms you will find out there for equipment builders or people that uh, have heavy equipment. Check them out, uh, genalpha.com. You can also listen to them in episode 34, Manufacturing Happy Hour, where we talk to their COO and president, Christina Harrington. We talk travel, we talk side hustles, and we also talk about manufacturing e-commerce strategy. So definitely check that one out. And third and finally, our newest sponsor of the show, Trinet. Shout out to them. They are a great HR solution for small and medium-sized businesses. If you are focused on growing your business and don't want to worry about payroll and benefits and all the elements that uh, fit into HR, 
definitely look at linking up with them. You can find all about their manufacturing-centric solutions. They serve a lot of industries, but manufacturing is one of their main verticals. Just go to manufacturinghappyhour.com slash trinet. They'll take you straight to their manufacturing solutions page. So, Steam Chain, Gen Alpha, Trinet, thank you so much for sponsoring Manufacturing Happy Hour. And with that, that is it for this week. We are going to wrap things up. We've got another interview coming for you next week. Thanks for sticking around. In the meantime, stay innovative, stay thirsty. We look forward to chatting with you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Manufacturing Happy Hour. Powered by the Industrial Network.